Hi, this is Joe Satriani, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Welcome to episode 145 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John. Episode 145, have you heard at the top of the show there? We've got Joe Satriani joining us. Joe has got a million things going on. Uh, as I record this, today is March 1st. He has got a new movie coming out today called Saturated. Uh, those who follow Joe's career know that he's no stranger to having a live DVD. But this is the first one in 3D. Uh, we'll also be premiering in about 500 movie theaters worldwide in 3d so quite a special day for joe he's also on the jay leno show tonight and that's just what he's got going on on the first day of march also going to be doing a g3 tour in australia uh, and then Chickenfoot will be hitting the united states unfortunately not in my market of pittsburgh pa but they'll be doing a pretty nice uh, coast-to-coast tour even hitting a little bit of canada on that tour so joe was co- kind enough to uh, join us on the show we talk a little bit about his uh, new amplifier deal with Marshall Amplification. He's got a JVM 410 signature series coming out. Uh, And also we talk a little bit about the movie, uh, a little bit about uh, a bunch of different things. So we're going to chat it up with Joe Satriani. So to get you in the mood, we're going to play a track from Black Swan and Wormhole Wizards, his latest solo album, and then we'll get into the interview. Welcome to the show, Joe Satriani of Chickenfoot. How are you doing, Joe? I'm good today, thanks. Great. Hey, you are um, kind of on the cusp of, of quite a number of things going on in your career. Um, certainly no lack of work. Um, I wonder if you could give us a little background on how you ended up making the switch back to Marshall Amplification after being with PV for so many years. The whole story behind me getting to Marshall was sort of a, a you know, a strange funny story. I mean, I, I walked around uh, many years ago, uh, the NAM show, um, thinking one, you know, that I was going to, you know, go against my better judgment and try to get an amp deal, you know. Cause, mm-hmm. You know, when you these deals, you're, you're, you're afforded this great opportunity 
to design an amp and work with great engineers, but you're also limited to using just this one product, you know. Certainly. And um, so I walked around, and I remember going to Marshall first, and they were like, I don't know, we're not really interested in that kind of an amp. And I thought, well, you guys are crazy, you know, <laughs> of course. And I wound up at, at PV because um, uh, I asked a, a, a bunch of companies. It turned out that one of my former students uh, was running PV at the time, uh, right under Hartley. And so we connected, and it turned out to be a very, uh, you know, a fruitful relationship. Uh, but as I got uh, into... Um, playing with Chickenfoot, both Sammy and I, after that first uh, set of that little three-week tour of playing clubs, both of us realized the amps we were using, he was using Crate and I was using the, the PVJSX, that they just really weren't designed well for that particular gig. Yeah. You know, his Crates were working great for his Wabo gig, but it just wasn't working with Chad and Mike in the band. And, and I felt the same way. There was something about the PVs that just didn't make didn't complement Sammy's voice and, and Chad's drumming and Mike's bass playing. And uh, so we both sort of jumped in, back into the Marshall world right the day before we started the European tour. And the, the amps they brought were the 410s and the 210s, and we just sort of went with it. So um, it's funny how those things happen. I mean, you don't really plan them that way. but Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and then meeting up with Santiago, I think, was very important. Um, I always thought that, you know, if you're going to, design an amp with somebody, it's better that they, they're a guitar player, they're a musician, as well as being uh, a full-fledged engineer. Because um, if you wind up with just a mad scientist type of guy, I mean, you could be there for years. Yeah. And if you can't speak the same language, <laughs> yeah. our guitar players are, you know. I mean, we're pretty finicky, and we have odd ways of expressing our technical electrical desires, you know. But, yeah. Um, so it's and important to have someone who understands your language. Yeah, you're in a pretty unique, you know, situation where, you know, it's obvious you've got sort of two full-time jobs in two different acts, you know, going at one time. So you've got, you know, theaters and, you know, arenas and things like that to worry about. So you've got very unique needs, which I think obviously you put a lot of time and consideration into, you know, making sure you can fulfill all those needs with one amp, which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... it's it's unusual. Uh, it definitely is. I mean, you, when you spend a lot of time like me just playing all the melodies and solos, and then you jump into your other band, and there's this guy, and he's got, you know, a voice as big as a Mack truck going 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, you you tend to turn around, look at your amp, and go, i got to make some adjustments here, you know? Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you're used to, to that kind, of, voice, you know? kind of being the voice, which is certainly... Uh, Certainly a unique situation for you after all these years to have a singer involved. It's got to be kind of uh, kind of fun. Now you are going to be leaving, I believe, for Australia very soon for a G3 tour again. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just and uh, you've got uh, obviously Steve I joining you again, which is always great to see Steve, and it's great to see him back on the road. But you've got Steve Lukather, who is, I believe, a rookie to the G3 alumni, correct? Yeah, you know he has joined G3s on stage for individual jams over mm -hmm. the year. And I've done a lot of um, fun, you know, benefit shows, Christmas shows, um, and, and Steve and I have done a lot of hanging out. Um, he's just a, you know, phenomenal, <clears throat> phenomenal musician and the funniest guy, you know, in show business, period. You know, he's just like, he's just such a joy to be around. Um, I just love his guitar playing. I always have. He's got the mark of a... Of, 
an incredibly talented musician. His timing is impeccable, his phrasing. Everything about his playing is pretty frightening. Um, yeah. And, and But, you know, he's never been in a shred band or something, so he did, people don't see him in that light. But I think he sold probably 100 million records or more yeah. playing, you know, with Toto and being on the Michael Jackson records and about, you know, 50,000 others that we that we can't keep track of. Um, yeah, he's, he's really a phenomenal musician. And, and yeah, it's, it, it's really it, exciting to finally have him out uh, as, a, as a, a real G3 member. Yeah, I know as a fan, he was a guy that, you know, when you guys were kind of making a name for yourself in the 80s, uh, you know, he was off doing the Toto thing, which was kind of foreign, I think, to a lot of, probably a lot of your fans at the time, but I remember getting to see him and Larry Carlton uh, play together, and, you know, that just solidified uh, the respect for Steve. It's just an amazing musician. Yeah, I know. I saw one of those tours. They played up here in San Francisco with Slims and totally knocked me out. Yeah. Eve can do stuff like subtle playing with the bar, and, and it's just, you know, he's got the touch. I mean, the guy's a master player. Yeah, and it doesn't hurt that he's got a voice, too, you know. Yeah, it's really right. amazing. Yeah. That's a big plus for G3 because we don't often uh, have great singers on yes. the tour. So um, I'm definitely going to be leaning on him to, uh, you know, to do a lot of singing. The MC of the jam session. Now, then you're coming. Um, are, are you going to be back in the states for the, for the theatrical release of Saturated, or are you just going to have to watch? You know, it's it's going to play here in San Francisco this Thursday, but I'm going to be in Los Angeles doing the Jay Leno show. Okay. Uh, with Chickenfoot, um, and it's but it's it has started. Saturated has started this week, and it continues around the world. I mean, it's it's going to be in a, a little over 500 theaters, um, and it's just. Uh, going through its stages. I, I'm, I'm new to the movie industry, you know, getting into yeah. movies. Uh, but Pierre and Francois Lamarome, our, our directors, um, they have spearheaded this theatrical release part of the project, and um, it, it just sort of sort of unfolds. Every 24 hours, we see there's a whole new list of theaters in a new country. Yeah, it's got to be kind of on the website. They've got the UK and Australia and North America listed right now. So it's just beginning to roll out. Um, I wouldn't go anyway, to tell you the truth. I'd be so embarrassed to see myself. <laughs> That's a pretty big screen. Yeah. In a movie theater. God, you know, I barely survived seeing myself in uh, For Your Consideration and Moneyball, even for just for the few seconds that I get on screen. It's just something about it I'm not prepared for, you know. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Moneyball, I have to admit, I was watching, you know, the Academy Awards, as, you know, I'm sure a lot of people were. Um, would you have actually been considered part of the Academy Award there if they had won Best Picture? Or do you know how that works technically? I have I have no idea. You know. Yeah, that, I, you know that's that's a whole other world that I'm not really part of. I, I you know I I wound up in a couple of films mainly because of just some funny accidents here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, I wound up in Moneyball because um, of a, a very unusual event. Uh, so many years ago, I, I I was doing a lot of the, the anthems for the local teams here, um, the 49ers, the Giants, and the Warriors, and the A's had asked me to do one, I, I, and it was a preseason game, and we went out there, and, you know, I, I'd done this a lot, you know, so I just said, just to the guy, you point at me, and you tell me when to go, I play it, you know, a minute and 59 seconds later, I'm gone, you mm-hmm. know, it's great. So, the guy gives me the signal, I play, there are about 10,000 people right in front of me, right off of third base, they're all standing up with you know, and, and it sounds great. As soon as I hit the last chord, 
I hear, you know, wafting through the stadium, I hear everyone, please rise for the national anthem. <laughs> and I look over at the guy who gave me the single, the the signal, and the and the, the rest of the the um, producers, uh, you know, that that handle the media for the for the team, and they're they're telling me, you know, cut, walk off the field, come on, it's done. So I. You know, take my guitar off. I notice I look up on the screen and there's a big image of me taking my guitar off and walking off the stage. So basically, there's you know 60,000 people there who think I'm protesting, you know, <laughs> refusing to play the national anthem. And so they were, you know, very embarrassed that they had totally screwed that up for me. You know, so they said, you know, we're very sorry. Would you consider coming back and you know for the for the first game of the season that happens in two weeks and we'll, we won't screw it up this time. You know. So I said, sure. So I go back, I play it, everything's fine, it works out great. It just turns out that that particular evening is featured in the film because it was the first season, the first game of the season using this new, you know, money ball approach. Right. And uh, and the director wanted to uh, get everything right and, and, you know, be historically correct. So they called me and said, would you be willing to... Uh, you know, put on your old clothes and <laughs> play your old guitar and, and, you know, play it the way you did it. So, um, so yeah, that was fun. It was, it, it's always fun. The movies are great to make. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I can imagine that. They didn't give me a speaking line, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, you are, um, once you get back from Australia, do you get any time before you, you hit the road with uh, Sammy and company for the Chicken Foot Tour in the you know, US? I get a, a few weeks. I think it was about two and a half weeks there. Um and then we're, we do, yeah, we've got a good six-week domestic tour. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that would be great to see you guys out on the road. Um, and then do you guys have plans for a, would this be Chicken Foot 4 or 5? Or, or do you know what, what the future holds beyond the, the tour? Yeah, it's it's actually pretty busy. I know that I'll be in Europe uh, mid-July through the first week of August with a second G3 um, I believe Steve I has signed on, and we're not quite sure about our third guy yet. I'm waiting for a few people to call us back. Mm-hmm. Um, I get back. There might be a few chicken foot shows um, early September, and then I'm off to uh, South America in the, in uh, early October uh, with John Petrucci and Steve Morse. Um, oh. So, th- you know, it's funny. This will be the first time ever that I've gone out with three different G3s in the space of one year. It's really an unusual. Is this uh, first for Steve Morris as well? Yes, yeah. He, he's another, Steve is another one who's who's jumped on stage and joined us for the jam, uh, you know, a couple of times when we've uh, played Orlando. Um, and uh, But he's never been a, a full-on participant. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes. so we, were, we just got lucky that, you know, Deep Purple was taking a bit of a break and 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 we had uh, this period where we could get in, and John was available, and and, and uh, so both John and I are big Steve Morris fans. So yeah, it's cool. hard not to be a Steve Morris fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then yeah. somewhere in there, I'm recording. Uh, I'll i start to to record a new solo record. Um, I'm sure that won't happen until I get back from South America. Sure, I mean this this. I mean you've you've had a, a very lengthy career. What kind of keeps you going? I mean you've got to be going at a pace. I mean. Uh, breakneck pace now for for really four or five years now it seems. I I love music, you know. I it doesn't seem to me it seems like I'm always bugging the other guys to play some more, you mm-hmm. know, to 
work on the music more, to go out and tour some more. Um, I so uh, yeah, I must be obsessed with it or something. <laughs> Uh, I really do like it. I mean, I I wake up every morning with the feeling like I I'm wondering if I'm going to write another song. Am I going to be able to play as good as I did yesterday? Mm-hmm. Um, that hasn't changed since I've been 14. Yeah, just been on this single trajectory. So um, I really love music. You know, I really it it rules my emotional life and and it's cathartic. And but I just I enjoy it so much. Um, and uh, I love, you know, the camaraderie of being in different bands and knowing musicians around the world and getting a chance to play with them and meet up with them on a regular basis. You know, I, I basically I dig the whole thing. <laughs> so why would I slow down, right? Yeah, can't slow down. Well, Joe, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I know you've got a hectic schedule, so I won't keep it on. Thank you for coming on the show. Oh, well, I've had a great time talking to you. Thank you. Nickelback is back to rock you. Nickelback in a brand new stage show that has to be seen to be believed. April 25th at Consol Energy Center. Nickelback with special guests Bush, Seether, and My Darkest Days. Nickelback. Tickets are on sale now. Buy tickets at LiveNation.com. I always wanted to learn to play guitar, but never had the time. Then I heard about Progressions Music Studio. Progressions introduced me to an entirely new and convenient method of music instruction. They brought the music to me. The instructors from Progressions Music Studio came to my home with their knowledge and expertise, which saved me time and money. They worked around my schedule and tailored the program around my needs and skill level. Best of all, I learned to play music like a guitar king of the 1960s. We didn't spend all of our time with drills or tunes from the 1860s. Progressions Music Studio offers a lot more than guitar. In fact, they have instructors for almost all instruments. Now I can rock it out on my electric like never before. Just imagine what they can do for you or the budding musician in your family. Don't make excuses. Make music. Check them out on the web at progressionsmusicstudio.com. That's P-R-O-G-R-E-S-S-I-O-N-S, musicstudio.com. Or call 724-777-4678. Don't miss Rise Against with a day to remember and title fight Sunday, May 6th at Stage AE Outdoors. This show has been moved from the Trip Total Media Amphitheater. All previously purchased tickets will be honored. Don't miss Rise Against with special guest A Day to Remember. Sunday, May 6th at Stage AE Outdoor. Tickets on sale now at all Ticketmaster locations. Charge by phone at 800-745-3000 or online at Ticketmaster.com. For more information, visit StageAE.com. Rise Against, originally scheduled at Trip Total Media Amphitheater, has been moved to Stage AE Outdoors, 400 North Shore Drive. Rise Against, now at Stage AE. All previously purchased tickets will be honored. Join us May 6th at Stage AE for Rise Against and a day to remember. Brought to you by Promo West North Shore, Coors Light, and the Exit 105.9. All right, a giant thank you goes out to Joe Satriani for taking the time to join us on the show. Joe had a million things to do. He was on Rockline, I believe, the same day as we did that interview. Uh, as I mentioned, he's got a movie coming out. The G3 thing is coming up. So really a lot of things going on in his world, but it was great he had the time to 
to chat with us. He was on back on episode 81 talking about the release of Black Swans and Wormhole Wizards, so it was really cool to get a second chance to talk to him. For those of you who are interested in the amplification portion of the interview, uh, there is a much longer portion of that interview that you can find uh, on guitarworld.com. Uh, Joe and I did. Uh, he goes into an incredible amount of detail on the Marshall JVM410JS Signature Series uh, amplifier. For those of you who aren't gearheads, that will mean absolutely nothing to you. Uh, but for those of you who are guitar geeks, I say the word Marshall JVM410 and your ears kind of perk up. So if you head over to guitarworld.com, search for Satriani. Uh, look for uh, the article. Uh, it was just posted on March 1st, so you can uh, read all about that. It's about uh, two pages long. Uh, that was really, really cool to get a chance to talk to him. So want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. You can find more information on us at ironcityrocks.com. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. All those links are available from our homepage. Also, those of you in the Pittsburgh market who are interested in seeing Iced Earth on the 15th at uh, the Altar Bar can enter to win one of two pair of tickets we're giving away. So if you go to facebook.com forward slash Iron City Rocks, like us, there's an entry form uh, down the left-hand side you can fill out. We'll be drawing that on the 8th of March, so get your entries in soon. And until the next time, we thank you for listening.